Hey folks, it's Jalen. Um, so this episode was done with one of my teammates when I ran cross country. Um, Jay Strong, he is a, I think he's a very funny dude and he says um, some, he, he's very insightful even though he comes off as um, kind of like a butthole sometimes, but I don't think he does in this one, at least I don't think. Um, so this episode was basically talking about, uh, masculinity and homophobia, the kind of boundaries that we put on masculinity. That's one topic that we discuss. And then we also talk about, um, or kind of try to figure out where like homophobia comes from. Um, I think our main conclusion is that we get it from, you know, our environment and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think this is an interesting conversation and I hope y'all enjoy it. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode with me. I have a very special guest and former <laughs> cross country teammate with me, Jay Strong. Hello. <laughs> uh, do you want to go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Hello. First of all, very happy to be here. This is my first ever podcast. Give me credit. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't come at me. I'm just this is a very fun experience. Uh, I've known Jalen since what I would say what freshman sophomore year. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Both on the cross country team for a long time. Not or I call it a long time. Two three years. That's a long time. Three years. Is, yeah. Is and basically alumni here now. I just graduated two semesters ago uh, with a communication and history degree. So nice. And so. Just like, I guess what we'll talk about is a little bit about masculinity, a little bit about homophobia, and yes. yeah. So, because I, I, I just, I mean, Jay Strong is straight, by the way. So <laughs> this is interesting because you're the. Yeah. I don't usually talk to a lot of straight guys on here. No, fair enough. Yeah, so fair enough. I'm interested to hear your your point of view. <laughs> so, um, my first question is, in your opinion, what does it mean to be a man? Wow. <laughs> is, that, is that a loaded question? It's not. No. What does it mean to be a man? Yeah. Uh, I guess I have always been taught that being a man was just kind of defending yourself at all times. Mm -hmm. uh, just being there whenever you're needed. Just, just pretty much just... I don't, I don't really like to throw any stereotypes out there yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But I guess defending yourself at all times, being there when you need it, providing whenever needed, things of that nature. So nothing really outside of that. Mm -hmm. So I guess when I hear that, I guess when I hear that when people like to describe things as unmanly mm -hmm. or not as masculine, mm -hmm. it does kind of get to me a little bit because I don't truly know what, what that is. Right. Yeah. And I've never, I've never truly just questioned it to myself, what is a man? So that I guess that's why that coin oh, question okay. kind of popped out at me. But yeah, uh, just so you said providing, what'd you say again? Right, just just like <laughs> providing for right. yourself and right, providing for yourself and protecting yourself at all protect, times, and okay. that's really it. Okay. I mean, I, I I second that. I think. I think I've never really, no one's asked me to define what I think is a man either, <laughs> so I'm just going to take this opportunity to define it. I think, I think 
everyone has their own different def- definition of what it means to be a man. Right. And I think that's okay. So my definition of I don't really have a definition because I, I think <laughs> I think I think anything that I'll that I say like providing for yourself and your family. Someone who doesn't identify as a man can do those same things. That's correct. So That's there's correct. not really, I me personally, I, I mean, sorry, I just put that question on you, but <laughs> I I don't know if I can, you know, sit down and and name some things. Okay, how about this? What does it mean to be a straight man? Wow, is it is there a difference? Is there a difference between just a man and a straight man does it no is it, it doesn't change not at all first of all anybody and everybody and this is why this is why I kind of I don't want to say I hate the phrase what does it mean to be a man or mm-hmm. anything like that mm-hmm. but the things I just said as you just said anybody can do that mm-hmm. a woman can provide for her family mm-hmm. a man can provide for their family no matter straight gay whatever they want to be mm-hmm. so I don't I've never really liked that term of you know, what does it mean to be a man? It just kind of strikes me as kind of a very, first of all, a very powerful, strong question, but... I, powerful in what way, do you think? As in, like, that's just such a... That's such a... Like, when you say that, I guess... It, it's just... It's powerful as in when you say, what does it mean to be a man? You're starting to kind of create barriers, I guess. Huh. So, I so sort of like... By by naming out a few things of what you think is to be a man, right? Anything that's not that is not a man, right? And it can truly offend somebody. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like I've I've been trying to watch my words by the time you said that because I didn't want to strike anybody. As, yeah. Oh, oh, well, what what does that mean? Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like there's not really a such thing as what does it mean to be a man or what does it mean to be a woman or anything like mm-hmm. that. But wow, that wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Okay, so have you heard of uh, the terms toxic masculinity and fragile masculinity? I haven't. You haven't? I really haven't. So toxic masculinity is basically this idea that masculinity in itself, the, you know, toughen up, no crying, like this put on this hard exterior, that creates um, the toxic sort of culture that um, men um, are subjected to. So when you think of like rape culture and stuff like that, you know, men constantly trying to, um, I guess, get their numbers up. Oh. Yeah, that type of thing. That that would be t- <laughs> toxic masculinity. Fragile masculinity is sort of like masculinity always being threatened. So this idea that, you know, if someone is feminine, and they're associated with you, they're threatening your masculinity, so mm. you have to prove that you're not feminine, some, sort of like that. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so what? <laughs> so having that being explained to you, what do you, what do you think causes uh, those things to exist in oh, our society? Easily how you were raised, easily. So environment, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be honest about myself and my personal life real quick. Yeah. I grew up with a father that was strong into the military. He was a lieutenant. Hmm. He he wasn't really big on anything feminine, mm-hmm. anything homosexual. Still is until this day. Mm-hmm. That's just him. I'm not gonna argue with him about it because I don't ever want to bring that type of stuff up with him. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll call people sissies and, and 
you know, this offensive word, that offensive word. I don't, I don't know exactly what I can say on this. No, show. Yeah, this is this is uncensored. This is uncensored. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Well, I, and growing up, I felt like he kind of, kind of really just was like, "Hey, you shouldn't do this and that mm. because you're gonna get made fun of in school. Hmm. You're gonna get looked down upon. Them. You're gonna look weak." If you do that, mm. and your last name is Strong, so you need to keep that going. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, it's like growing up with him. All I would say up until high school, I always cared about keeping a very strong, strong sense of myself. As in, like, I never wanted to appear weak to anyone. Hmm. I never wanted anyone to know how much I like to like wear certain colors, opposed to other colors. Wow. And I know a lot of people really like to put certain colors with, uh, yeah. you know, with certain genders or whatever. One of my favorite colors is the color pink. Yeah. To be honest, pink, purple, love them both. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of people look at those as very feminine colors. And around certain campuses, around certain schools, just for wearing those colors, you'll be looked at as a, as a homosexual, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. And it's, but anyways, not to get too far off topic. Uh pretty much just growing up with the father like that mm. all the way up until high school I just kind of you know I've always had the thought of if you're if you are feminine in any way you you must be a homosexual mm-hmm. I've always had that strong thought until you know after high school and I guess growing up with my father like that that's really where I think it stems from so what do you think for you what do you think changed how did when did you start thinking differently about people that were feminine or men that were feminine about men that were feminine well I'm trying to think like the actual like yeah. when it all all changed up and well yeah like what 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 sort of events happened would you say to where you sort of changed your I guess thought process on that well you know I think First of all, coming to the University of Montevallo in general. Which is sort of very... How would you define the University of Montevallo? If I'm being real about if I'm being real about very diverse. Diverse. Extremely diverse. That's so, one of the main reasons all types of people. Right. Yeah. I came from a high school where not only, not only was it kind of very race-based, as in there was maybe, I would say, 80, 90% white. Mm-hmm. The rest were, you know, of different races. We also only had maybe like two or three homosexuals there, to be honest, hmm. or the or people that came out to be that is. Oh, you know? okay, yeah. So coming from that, I was like, I'm getting sick and tired of that. That's mm-hmm. not for me. Let's see what a more diverse school has to offer. Hmm. Came to the University of Montevallo, and I started to look around. Yeah, there was a lot of more, a lot more, I guess, feminine men, mm-hmm. I guess, but. It never really bothered me. Mm-hmm. I would still have day-to-day conversations with them just like they were anyone else. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that they were doing the same things that I was doing, it something just clicked for me, and I was just like, well, it's just, they're not different. Mm-hmm. There's nothing different about them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about homosexuals at all. I'm just saying feminine men. Mm-hmm. Feminine men can be straight. Yeah, know? exactly. But... I guess somewhere along the lines here, I just realized that uh, I just kind of realized that 
everyone was just kind. Everyone can be looked at as the same. Yeah. In a certain perspective, so. Yeah, I want to go back to your to your I guess upbringing a little bit because I think it's interesting how you know you were towed uh, at an early age. I mean, I think all of us were, especially black men. I think we were right. all towed that you know be strong. You know, blah blah blah. Do you think in a way that that was your dad? trying to pro- like teach you how to protect yourself or him teaching you ways you know for protection do you think it was out of protection do you think it was about a out of just prejudice out of um not really knowing about different people what do you think i think i think growing up every to me a lot of parents want to kind of protect their kids from being feminine especially oh, fathers okay. in general okay and I was, I don't want to say that he didn't mean to be prejudiced, mm-hmm. but I think it was mm-hmm. without him really knowing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was more than lines of trying to protect me though. Yeah. When he when he was growing up, he even told me once when he was growing up, his grandfather spoke to him the same way that he speaks to me today. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very generational thing as yeah. well. Hmm. I think I think it's all from protection. I don't think that he means to be prejudiced. Yeah. At all. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. So do you think that if you decide to have children, do you think that you would raise them the same way, or do you think you would do things a little bit differently um, as far as, you know, raising them to be, to protect themselves? or Right. Well, you know some I would teach them how my mom taught me. My dad and my mom both have completely different thoughts when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. My dad sees it as you have to be a man, you have to be masculine, you have to protect yourself at all times. Mm-hmm. My mom sees it as be who you want to be in this world because at the end of the day, it's not about us, it's about you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to keep my kids away from, you know, feminine people, homosexuals, whatever. They're gonna they're gonna see what they want to see mm-hmm. at the end of the day. They're gonna do what they want to do, because eventually they're gonna have to go to middle school. They're gonna have to go to high school. They're gonna see all these different kinds of people. You're not gonna be able to protect them for too much longer. Mm-hmm. So eventually, those kids are gonna have to come up with their own thoughts. So that I think that's why my mom was really like, you know, grow up be what you want to be, do what you want to do, we're going to make sure that you don't get hurt, but otherwise, you can do whatever you want to do and be what you want to be. Hmm. Um, so, in your straight man opinion, <laughs> how do you think gay men are viewed, um, whether it's in society or just in your current environment? How do you How do you view gay men and how do you think other... Men, gay men are viewed by other men. I view gay men as just men in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, maybe other than who you like, as in the others, as in the same sex. Other than that, you and I, everyone else, and myself, all men, we're we're the same. Maybe different skin colors, mm-hmm. maybe different ethnicity. Yeah, but. We're all men. Like, I, that's just how I see it. Mm-hmm. So, I also I also gained this new perspective in that, and this may sound a little bit selfish, but if it doesn't have to do with me, then 
I'm not gonna bother with it. No, I think that's. I mean, yeah, mind, mind your business. Yeah, always had that view on anything and everything. Yeah. So perfect example. Um, a lot of people, for whatever reason, have a big problem with gay marriage. Mm-hmm. That that shit kind of that baffles me a little bit mm-hmm. because one, what does that have to do with you? Why why should you be so concerned with what this person is doing with this person? Isn't it their business? Why should there be a law or any type of law that you know? And, and you know, gay marriage is starting to you know rise among yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Is it not legal everywhere yet? No, I think it is. But I think I think, it is. I, th- I think some. I think some states don't right. acknowledge it, but that's illegal to do. Right. But they still do it. Right. I think Alabama is is, is one of those states. <laughs> I'm sure Alabama's one of those states. Whew, good old Bama. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother time. Yeah, it is. Hey, folks, it's Jalen. Make sure to head on over to iTunes to rate and review the podcast. I'd really appreciate your thoughts on the content. Also, if you have any ideas for future episodes, you can send those ideas to me through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, but how, how do how I think that other people, yeah, yeah, other people view gay men? I feel like they think it's not normal. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Here's a, here's a great example. I was at a barbershop one day and... I love that you're bringing in r- stories. This right. is good. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. I always got to have examples. I was in, I was in a barbershop one day and the, and the guy that was cutting my hair... The one was, on Main Street or just one? Oh, no, no. Not on Main Street. Okay. Those great people. Yeah, I like that. Not saying that this guy wasn't a great person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was somewhere out in Pelham. Okay. You know, he was giving me a haircut and... They were talking about a gay guy that just left the barbershop. They were calling them faggots, queers, all every type of name. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I said was, "Man, y'all are y'all are crazy, man. Y'all are foolish." I'm trying to just like I'm trying not to get into it with them. Yeah. I'm like, "Man, y'all are fools. Y'all are crazy." He's like, "What do you mean? What do you mean we're crazy?" Like all of a sudden the tone just got very serious. Oh. Wow. So he starts to kind of like he starts to start throwing in the Bible. He starts throwing in, like, the way you were raised up and everything. But the big thing that hit me was, you would really bring your kids around gay people? What the fuck is wrong with you? And I, I, I would be looking at him like, wait, is, is that really a problem? At the end of the day, they're going to be subjected to homosexuals no matter where they go. That is not a big deal. And, you know, we're just going back and forth, back and forth. This is you arguing with, talking right. to the barber? To the barber. Why he's cutting your hair? Right. While he's cutting my <laughs> hair. So, yeah, he, he could have easily he been like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, he could have fucked me up good. Yeah, was, yeah. But, no, he's, you know, and side note, as, as he's doing this, he he's not cutting my hair anymore. He's just, like, taking okay. a step back. Okay. <laughs> okay. And he's talking to me. I'm yeah. in this chair for a clean 45 minutes, wow. like, just having this discussion with him. And I'm bringing up, I kept bringing up the same point to him that I'm bringing up to you of if it doesn't have to do with me, why should it matter? Why should it matter? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, oh, okay, so you just want to damn them to hell. You just want to le- let them be evil and stuff like that. Uh, to which I kind of brought in his point if. The God that you're talking about is such a forgiving God and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Again, it will not matter. So, 
just off of that, I feel like specifically in the black community, in the African-American community, I feel like it's looked at as not normal. Mm-hmm. You know, same with my dad. Same, you know. So was the... I, do you, did you see the guy be, before he left, or was it, was it a black guy they were talking about? It was. Hmm. This is a predominantly black barbershop. But isn't yeah. it? Is it? But I just I, I find this whole thing interesting. Just how you know black men see other black men that aren't right. straight, and they like just down them when you know black black men. You know we face a lot of stuff right. already, but we don't <laughs> we don't need to like cause discord amongst you. I, that's right. just. We I, I think I think that was but I think that was an interesting situation that you were in, you know, being someone who is straight and then, you know, saying, you know, basically calling them out on it and then they step step back and he was like, Wait, he was trying to make sure that you weren't right. one of them, but you were just like, No, like it's why are you Right. That's a that's a really that's a really interesting because if 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 I was in that situation and when I am in that situation, I don't speak up because I just I just already feel especially you know sometimes they some some of the guys you know at the main street barbershop um sometimes they start you know talking about gay people blah 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 right and then I'll just like be sitting there and I'm just like (laughs) I'm just gonna get on my phone or like cause I just I just (laughs) never wanna try to engage because you ever get into you ever like be in a environment and you know, and people start talking about something, and they just sound really stupid. Yeah. And you know, you're you know how to say, okay, hey guys, this this is why you're wrong. Right. But you don't want to say anything because you think you're gonna slip, like not really communicate what you're trying to say, and then they're all gonna gang up on you, and it's just like, which is exactly what happened in that barbershop. So you don't think you communicated your point clearly to them? Oh no. See, when I feel very or, passionate about something, you get in, you get I, your I feelings, get you get in your words. Exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I get into it. So he first, by the way, he wasn't the only person chiming in. It was wow. two other barbers at the side, just, just like telling me why I was wrong. They yeah. kept insisting wow. that I was wrong. That's wow. And a big thing that I grasped from this as well is life. Life is full blown about perception. Mm-hmm. So what he was looking at is evil. Mm-hmm. Talking about you know. Why? Why am I? Why do I approve of homosexuals? These are his words. Why do I approve of homosexuals? Why am I all right with it? Why would you shake? Why would you shake one's hand? That was a big one too. Why? Why would you? Why? Why, why did you cut his hair then? Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was he the one that cut his hair? No. Was it somebody else? It was. It was one of the barbers at the side. But, <laughs> but they. <laughs> So he was telling me how evil I was, and then he's like, and the Bible says this that that you know, you have you have to be this certain way, specifically somewhere in the Bible. He was looking at that as evil. Mm-hmm. I was looking at everything that he was saying as completely evil and disrespectful. Yeah, like I'm sitting up here, like first of all, if it says that in the Bible, I I don't read the Bible as much as it is already. If it says what you just said in the Bible, I can't read the Bible because I. I accept everyone. Mm-hmm. That's just how my mom taught me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he was like, I mean, I brought up, you know, you wouldn't shake, you wouldn't shake their hand, you wouldn't bring them around other people. You're treating homosexuals like they are creatures. You're treating them like they are dogs. I see that as evil. You see what I'm saying as evil. But for whatever reason, the those barbers just all thought I was wrong, mm-hmm. and there there was no other opinion to be had yeah. about the situation. Yeah. I, I hated that. 
and you just yeah you just feel really defeated because you know I you know you you feel right about this but there's three other people Correct. telling you that you're wrong and so you just right. sit there and get your haircut and then just sit there <laughs> shit my ass like and then what you just said great point as well we're, we're all African Americans mm-hmm. we already go through no bullshit with the cops with other white people that are insecure so they call the cops and all this other shit <laughs> I, that's a perfect way to put it so so when we're already going through all that yeah. just like you said like why would we be trying to bring each other down like that do you do you I have a theory <laughs> do you but I want to get your opinion do you think that black straight black men homophobic straight black men don't view gay men as black men do you think they view them as some other I don't know as creatures creatures and as strong as that may sound that's just how I think I think this is my theory I think a homophobic black men view other black gay men as um Sort of like they've been, um, what's the word? Uh, succumbed. I don't want to. Like they've been um, enchanted by white disease. (laughs) Listen, because so so when we think about when we think about gay men, right? Are at least to me, and you know what media represents, gay gay men means white man. A white man who's gay. Wow. Because a lot of representation of gay men, it's just a lot of white guys. Right. We don't okay. really see men of color who are gay represented equally, you know, as of now. Um, so I think when we think about that and when we think about when some of these men were were being raised up, you know, the 80s, the 90s. You know, especially in the 80s with the AIDS outbreak and you know, that being seen as a white disease when it was really killing off a lot of people of color, but right. it being represented in movies and television as, you know, this being affected by white men. And then, you know, black people seeing that and say, oh, that's what them white them white folks are doing that. <laughs> and then when you when you meet other black men that are like, you say, you know, that are gay and you say, oh, you, 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 you know. You acting like them white boys, kinda. <laughs> I, you you remember the movie Moonlight? Yes. <laughs> on, on on one of the comments, um, one of the comments uh, under I think the trailer I saw on Facebook, it was this black man saying, you know, y'all 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 you y'all don't need to bring that white shit over to the black community. We already deal with enough. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> And I guess he was talking about the whole gay thing. Yep. So that's what I think when 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 black men of a certain age t- think of gay men, th- gay, think of gay black men. I, f- I feel like they think they've been um, like they're diseased by white. By right. White men. It does seem like it, right? <laughs> Especially, I'll leave it, and I'll be honest. I literally have friends. Of, I'm not going to say the names here. I, I have friends that would literally be like, you know, Jordan, why do you hang out with that dude? He's a faggot. Like, oh. and they'll say faggot. Oh. And I'll, I'll be like, what? <laughs> well, how do they know? Or is it, how do they, how do. That's the thing. How do they know? I feel like a lot of people assume oh. just because they feel like 
they feel like that there's gay qualities, I guess. Stereotypical mm. gay qualities. I don't know what... You you couldn't... So if I asked you to name three qualities that you think that they that they associate with gay people, would you yes. be able to... I think I can. Okay. So, like, one, maybe the way that they walk. Two, okay. maybe the way that they talk. And three, maybe they, um, what they wear, I guess. Okay. <laughs> right. So, that being said, I was... I, I just don't get where a lot of their hate really comes from. I just don't get it. Yeah. I, I know certain people that walk a certain way, talk that certain way that they, they would describe it, and that dress that exact way. They used to that, be on the team, as a matter of fact. <laughs> that <laughs> No names. That aren't straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I... So, so why do stuff. you why do you think people why do you think people tend to create such limiting because um, you you brought this up at the beginning right. you know why do people think of I guess because I think we're still that I <clears throat> had a bunch of words come nah, you're fine. coming in at one time why do you think people put because I think we're still talking about masculinity here yeah why do people put such limiting boundaries on masculinity? And femininity, and when we think, why do you think people do that? Why why do you think it's easy to do that? I'm I'm just gonna go back to what I said earlier and just say it's just the way we were raised. Mm -hmm. Simple as that, and that's just that's just how it's seen. Yeah. So, you know, when you grow up, I almost almost feel like your father or mother or whichever it may be in this case. You know, just kind of brings you over to the side. You need to wear this. You need to say things like this. You shouldn't say things like this. And that's how life should go. So I, I personally believe it's how it's raised. You're raised. Yeah. I could be wrong about it. I agree. I just, I don't know. I I, I was brought, I mean, I was definitely brought up in this in a similar environment as you. Right. Except, you know, I'm gay. So, I, Hearing these things and hearing how, you know, you're basically wrong for everything you do, and I still sort of hear that from family members, but it's just, it's hard to break out of that toxic and just very limiting thinking. And true. I think, I think that will, I think that will be something that at least I am trying to work to uh, overcome for the rest of my life, really. It's just accepting myself and you know not thinking about what people think about me because of who I am you know those type of things I have a question for you yeah speaking of which do you think that do you think that a person would be alright not even telling anyone that they're homosexual or they're transsexual or pansexual wherever they may be mm -hmm. and just kind of keeping it to themselves rather than telling everyone else do I think that someone would be all right with that? Right. Like, do I think that, do you think that that should be the way that... Yeah, I think so. Okay. Like, it, with with being someone, with it being normal. Right. Right. I think so, but I don't, I don't know when our, I don't know when our society is going to get to a point to where people don't have to come out, as they say. Right. You know, where people... Because straight people don't have to come out. Right. It's just assumed that everyone's straight. Right. It's a, you know, quote-unquote no, normal thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know when it'll get there. 
But I do think people should live, try to live in a way where they don't have to constantly keep, you know, saying, like, having to explain themselves to people that they can say, yeah, I have, I have a boyfriend, I have a girlfriend, I am trans, you know, I'm, you know, this right. is who I am, and it not being a huge thing. I don't know when our society will get there, maybe in a hundred years, we won't <laughs> be here. But, you know, and, I, I, yeah. And just... And don't get me wrong, there's already certain people that kind of look at it as normal. Already, yeah, like exactly, myself. exactly. Prime example, uh, Jalen, I don't, rem- I don't know if you remember. We were at, we were at some house party together. Yes, at? I remember this. And we were all, I think it was the Halloween party, as a matter of fact. Yes, it was. <laughs> Brought me over to the side. He's like, you were like, Jordan, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what? What could you possibly? You were like, you know, you, you do know I'm gay, right? I was like, oh. Cool. Like <laughs> I just because I just, I thought I thought I don't know why I, I think it was a mixture of vodka and just you know, but I was like I need to tell everybody on the team that I'm gay, and because I thought for some reason that people weren't gonna like me after that, and I felt like I just need I don't know I just felt like I needed to do it. Don't get me wrong, and don't get me wrong, you. I feel like you were partially right. I feel like if you were to tell certain people that they would be like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> back away, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I guess me seeing it as kind of a normal thing, I was just like, you know, why'd he tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, he's, he's gay, you know, let's, let's have another beer. Like, yeah, I don't that's, know. that's exactly <laughs> what you did. That's exactly what you did, you know. Right. And I, I don't yeah. know, maybe... Oh, I will agree with you on that, though. There are certain people, if you were to tell them, they would yeah. be like, oh, you know. I, I so that's why I just wanted, I don't know, I just wanted to let everybody know what's up and, you know, I don't know. See, I, I guess I could also see it, because I know some people like to kind of get it off their chest, kind of show a sign of strength yeah. by doing that. Yeah. I also see it as a sign of strength, which is kind of, you know, keep on living life without. Yeah, and then if people and then people, you know, if it comes up, it just comes up. You don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I see that as a sign of strength as well. Just kind of keeping it to yourself because you know, at the end of the day, it's your business. Yeah. No one else doesn't really have to know. Exactly. But I, I'll, you know, choice is choice. So, Jay Strong. Yes. What advice do you have for straight men? Who witness homophobia? How do you think that they can, um, you know, sort of act against it? And you provided that example in the barbershop, right? I think that was a great example. You know, you acknowledge right. that you uh, you couldn't get what you were saying across because everybody else was, you know, talking against you. But you still, I still, I still think you got across to them that hey, this isn't all right with me. So, how do you think that? other straight men can speak out on homophobia. Okay. You know something? Kind of goes back to we're all African Americans. The same way that when a white person or when a person of a different race says anything racist towards a black person and then you know if, if, if they say this around multiple black people, multiple people will jump on them because that's not supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. I think if, you, if we start to do that same thing, except, you know, do it when, you know, two straight men are arguing and then you see homophobia, 
if other people start to kind of jump on that guy too, be like, hey, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need to stop that. I think that will also help things become a little bit more normal mm-hmm. in the U.S. and around the world in general mm-hmm. as well. So I say speak up. You have to speak up. If you don't say anything, not shit's not going to happen. True. To be honest. Do you think some people are afraid to speak up because they don't want to be considered feminine oh, yeah. or weak or yeah? Yeah, just just like that example in the barbershop. If if I were truly afraid of what everyone in that barbershop thought, you want to? I wouldn't have said shit. Because mm-hmm. the fact was, I was literally getting like ganged up on by three people. Just everything I said just was perceived as wrong by them and things like that. You can't be scared to speak up. Whatever is on your mind is on your mind. And there's no such thing as a stupid person in this world. I guarantee you that. Like, everyone's going to have their own different perceptions. Everyone's going to have their own different thoughts. Why should the majority thought be the correct thought? I, I just don't understand that. Mm. So, I... Yeah, yeah, that's a good quote. Right, right. That's a good quote. Y'all should really, like, you know... Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. No. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that quote. No, but I, but yeah, why why should that be the main thought? Just live your life, be you, and if you hear something that offends you or could offend others around you, say something. Why not say something? Mm. Shut shut that dude or female and that before that. Shut him up. <laughs> like <laughs> shit. I, I okay. Know. Okay, so two final questions. Okay. These are like fun questions. Yay. I like fun questions. If your life were being turned into a musical, what would the musical be called? Wow. That. (laughs) Jalen, this is a damn good question right here. Uh, Do you want to come back to this one later? Yeah, we could come back to it. Okay. That's a good question. What What is one thing you're struggling to understand? Right now, today. Anything. Anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is going to be slightly off topic, but still on topic with, you know, I I guess the the police. Okay. To be be honest with you. Yeah. Hmm. Because I've, I've always had this growing theory about what's been happening in the world today concerning police shootings, police beatings, things of that nature. I'm saying, like, police been beating up on African-Americans and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I've always felt like these predominantly white police officers, they go to these police academies in, like, Hoover-based areas. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of preppy, like, upright areas, Republican areas, not a lot of crime in these areas. Mm -hmm. They, they learn the basics and everything within these police academies, and they get sent off to places like Inslee. Crime rate is a little bit higher than it is in Hoover and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So the, when, the, when the police get to Inslee, they come from this Hoover area. They're, they're, used to, they're used to, you know, how things go in Hoover. When they get to Inslee, and the first person that, that doesn't act like how someone in Hoover would act, they, they shoot. Mm-hmm. They get scared. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've always felt like these, these police officers are just scared. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure, though. But it just seems like ever since... I don't, I don't know what year this, all of this crap really just started. 
And don't get me wrong, it's always been there, the police beatings and stuff yeah. like that. But for whatever reason, it's been like this massive increase out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, one, where it came from. Two, why it's happening. And I'm getting really scared that history is about to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. For the most part. But that's my view on the why the police why the police are doing this stuff. But if if you're scared, you shouldn't be a police officer. They need to get them the hell out of these damn uniforms as soon as possible hmm. before they start getting more people killed. Word. Word. <laughs> okay. First question. If your life were being turned into a musical, what would the musical be called? The musical would be called Destination of Greatness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what led you to that? Well, everything that... I, I feel like ever since, uh, I would say, kindergarten, I've always had this certain pattern that was like, I would always start off something... Like, let me let me let me rephrase that. Okay. A lot of thoughts just popped in. I started. I would always start out anything and everything I did terribly. Mm-hmm. Like I would just be bad at it. Whether it would be math, English, whatever, sports, band, whatever it may be. For whatever reason, I will always adapt. I will always find a way to get higher and higher with everything I do. Mm-hmm. So I've kept that up all the way up to high school, all the way up to college. A little luck here and there, but for the most part. You know, I've been trying to find a way to get to the top to where instead of hearing my voice on podcasts, <laughs> instead of instead of maybe seeing me at University of Montevallo every once in a while, you'll see me on TV. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get even higher than that and things of that nature. I want to I don't know exactly what I want to do yet in my life, but I do know that I want to be great at whatever I do. Hmm. Very successful at whatever I do and you know, just kind of strive for greatness. I like that. Yes. This was good. This was good. I got approval from Jalen. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for coming on. Maybe you'll come back. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Go Black Boy Go. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and Podbean. And all of those links are in the description. Once again, thank you for listening to Go Black Boy Go.